The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What's up, everybody? It is Above the Dave. Welcome to the Lot Scene Podcast, episode 27. We're going to talk about my first ever goose show. I just saw them recently. Just want to chat about it. And I want to bring out a special guest, a man who soured my first goose experience by talking behind me to his friends the entire show. We have brought him here to the studio. His name is Scott the Chomper, and he is going to be coming out and giving us his personal highlights of that goose show that we saw at the Greek Theater. After that, we are having a visit from two of the members of a new jam band. They are called Tapioca Pudding Project, and we will be speaking with Jay Dead and Charlie about what has been going on with their band, Tapioca Pudding Project, and we're going to be hearing a new track that they're going to play for us. And then finally, <clears throat> we're bringing out the big dogs, Trey Anastasio and Paige McConnell from Fish are here, and they are going to talk with us about a whole bunch of stuff. So blaze your bone and glaze your dome. It's another episode of The Lot became aware that Goose was coming to Los Angeles probably sometime in the summer. And I wrote it down, put it in my calendar as a potential concert I was going to hit. But if I'm being honest, I, you know, the way ticket prices are right now, I just, I didn't know if that was going to really pan out. There were so many concerts I planned on seeing this fall. I didn't know if Goose, a band that I didn't even know how I felt about, would really earn my money. But here's what they did. And I found this out through, I think, like a Facebook local deadhead Facebook group I'm on, that they did a $25 ticket for the Greek, which I thought was a super savvy business move. These guys were coming from their first Red Rock show or shows, I'm not sure. And they were coming to Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is not an easy place for jam bands to sell out. Most fish shows, you could show up at the venue and have no problem getting a ticket for face value. It's a totally different world out here. It is not like the East Coast. So when a smaller jam band comes through, I would think it's a little nerve-wracking to know if you're going to even sell tickets. I've seen a few jam bands that I'm very excited about post that they were coming to Los Angeles just to cancel. I know that 
there were just different reasons that they gave, but I'm pretty sure it was low ticket sales. <laughs> and these aren't even that big of places that they're trying to sell tickets for. It's just not the most jam band friendly place. And a lot of jam bands know that, and they don't really come here too often. Billy Strings did sell out the Wiltern, but the Wiltern here, compared to some of the other places he's probably doing and the other numbers he's doing, like Red Rocks, for instance, I mean, you can't even compare the two. I mean, Wil Wiltern is, is a small theater compared to that. But you take what you can get out here. And while some jam bands just never come out here, uh, some jam bands, like Goose, just figure out that they have to temper their expectations a bit on turnout. And maybe if you want to play a bigger place, if you want to play a nicer place, like the Greek theater, just charge a lower ticket price. There's still going to be the fees. Uh, but if you can cut into these high ticket costs that people are faced with, that might be just the bait that people need to go check out your band. And if you're Goose... You just need to get people in there and show them what you got, and then you're probably going to be making a lot of fans. So when I read on that Facebook group that they were doing $25 tickets, all of a sudden I was interested. I've already known them to be a pretty savvy band. I think we all kind of watched how slick their videos were for their live shows over the pandemic, and their marketing continues with great videos. They did what, Jimmy Kimmel, Radio City, Red Rocks, The Greek... It, it, it double bill with Trey. I, it, they are incredibly business savvy. They are jumping on their moment and they're not playing any games. They're, they're really very smart. And I think whoever made the move to say, hey, let's go with the cheaper ticket price. And I know talking to friends who've seen them other places that they paid more money than I did. It, I guess it's just one of the perks I guess, of living here, which is really not any because I never see I don't I do not get the jam bands that I used to get when I was living on the East Coast. So if there's any perks, it's low ticket prices and generally always being able to go to a fish show no matter what, never being sold out. But uh, my fiance and I, we went to the show. She's not a jam band fan. I found it funny. I've taken her to fish and I've taken her to the Disco Biscuits and now I take her to Goose. She says she preferred Goose two fish she liked that they didn't jam for 25 minutes at least at the show that we went to and i think she liked the more soulful indie rock vocals to the trey goofy i guess it's younger trey goofy stuff tom marshall stuff or the uh maybe a slightly cheese kind of dad rock stuff of of newer Trey, right? So uh, no offense to Trey who's backstage right now. Uh, and so I get it. I've talked to other guys who took their ladies to Goose and ladies are, are liking Goose is is the consensus is that the ladies are definitely into it. The crowd in general, it was like a well-behaved fish crowd. It was not the same environment that I'm used to, even in LA or the surrounding area when fish rolls into town. That's still going to be that funny party fish crowd the these people while they all basically looked like fish fans uh they were very well behaved i think honestly it's because a lot of them were seeing goose probably for like the first time i think a lot of us were so we were going there to check it out hear it out but i would i mean there was no balloons <laughs> there was no parking lot scene there was nothing resembling a shakedown there was nothing like that this was not a this was not a tight-knit group of fans who were coming together 
to celebrate their band that they've been seeing for a long time or, or a band that they are obsessed with. This felt much more passive. This felt like a lot of older heads who are showing interest in this band and then, then the younger crowd of newer jam band fans kind of coming together and everybody kind of giving this band a shot, which is exactly what Goose wanted to uh, have us do when they did the lower ticket price to get us over to the Greek. And they did do that. Uh, they, it worked for me. They didn't sell out, but it probably helped their numbers a lot to make it a good show. And it was a good show. Uh, I will say this. I've listened to a few Goose albums. I have watched a few Goose videos. I felt like kind of lukewarm. I didn't really know where I stood with them. I definitely was in a place where if they had a great show, it would sway me into being a fan. I don't know if like a super active fan, like I don't know if I'll be checking out all their set lists and stuff like that on a, on a nerd level, but that's probably for the best. Uh, I think I've uh, exceeded my, my jam band nerd level here as I talk in this podcast, but I definitely could have been swayed if it was a great show. And the good news is it absolutely was. It was a really great show. Their songwriting is pretty good. It is pretty good. Their singing is good. Their songwriting is pretty good. I don't know if it's really uh, hitting the nerve that I like, but the music is uh, well written. They do believe in jamming out, honestly, like pretty much every song, which was cool. There wasn't really any songs that they didn't give proper jam treatment to throughout the entire show. I don't know if that's a normal Goose thing, but that's what I saw. I didn't go super close. I actually sat up in the uh, in the seats and just uh, ate an edible and uh, smoked a bunch of weed and drank a glass of wine because that's what I guess I'm doing now. Goose is that perfect little mix between the indie rock sound and the jam sound. And I think it's a smart place to exist if you want to be a popular jam band that is trying to fuse different things together. Because so many jam bands have, as I've even discussed here, they do stick to certain tropes, certain boxes that they kind of put themselves in. And no one's really out there too much doing that one thing that I think as a jam band fan, most of us actually gravitate towards, whether it is The Dead, Fish, Biscuits, Mo, Umphreys, String Cheese, Almond Brothers. What they have in common is that they write songs with compositional parts to them. They write songs with, ex with long intros and songs with middle section compositions. They write music that your average band couldn't think of, couldn't create, weren't smart enough, weren't musically talented enough to make. That's kind of the appeal, I think, a little bit for us when it comes to the dead, it comes to fish, is that our bands are smarter than yours. Sorry, these bands are just better at their instruments. They're smarter at music theory. They incorporate all the super smart shit that's really hard to play. It almost feels like when you listen to early fish that they wrote music that they were like, I don't even know if we can play this. This is super hard and complicated, and, and we're just going to figure out how to do it over time, I guess. That's kind of what I am looking for. And what I like about Goose is that they're riding the middle between fully jumping into a, a very 
complicated compositional jam band song and then kind of but also making it so that they're writing lyrics that are less on that goofy tip that so many jam bands do and and that's probably just a byproduct of being raised on fish but they are taking the best parts of fish really and 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 how they jam and leaving everything else to probably a more authentic influence of what they like in that indie rock sound. But I do enjoy that they have both kind of mixed together, and they're going to give you both throughout a show of theirs. You're going to get stuff that's smart, stuff that's dancey, stuff that's soulful. And so it is a experience and one that I really enjoyed. Both of us really liked it. Their jamming is fish jamming 101. It is definitely pulling from the playbook of fish you can hear it and how they make changes and how they build you know rick it definitely kind of builds that guitar in a way where you can hear definitely a strong strong influence of fish and i'll say this for other people that have been critical about that aspect of this band i get it but you know fish has opened the door in a way to showing people, hey, this is this is how you can do it. This is how you can jam and build solos and create energy and build tension and release and how even honestly how the lights can work with that. And Goose definitely is picking from that playbook. I do want to see them now take the fundamentals that Fish laid down and take it somewhere that is their own, push it further. I I mean, Fish keeps pushing their structure further, so it's going to be hard to, like, outplay Fish in their own game. They have to kind of steer it into something else, somewhere else. Maybe if they want to make that a more authentic, unique thing, which, honestly, they're going to be fine in this, uh, whether they do that or not. But it would be just on a creative, you know, level, if they really want to put themselves totally on their own planet like a lot of these other bands I, that I mentioned earlier have successfully done they've taken a little bit of this a little bit of that and then kind of made it their own I already think Goose is pretty much there just I would make you know just that jamming I think Rick as he becomes more and more comfortable in his band writes songs for him, his band uh, which I assume he's doing and he's playing more and more guitar I mean I think he's just gonna keep developing his own style so I'm excited to watch these guys. I think their show at the Greek was phenomenal. The I think they won over a lot of fans, and they made a lot of new fans with that, with that move. And I know that now they probably feel more comfortable coming back here. And when I see them coming back here, hopefully, you know, I can make it to their show. Definitely thought it was great. Here's one issue, and this is not Goose's fault, but I was in the essentially the 100s not on on the floor section the greek theater is like a hollywood bowl type of place it's like a outdoor amphitheater and i was kind of off veered to the left on a, on a higher rise spot kind of watching and just me and my fiance and we're sitting there and we're enjoying the show and there's this guy and he's spending the entire show just talking talking yelling talking loudly to his friends and just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Just talking through every song, every jam. This guy was obnoxious. He is a chomper. I was caught behind a chomper. And I, we ended up moving to, to get away 
from this guy because I was trying, I had to force myself to try and focus on the music over this guy behind my shoulder, just incessantly talking about God knows what. And so I got chomped and I got chomped hard, but we actually got him to come to the studio today. I told him that I wanted him to come by and talk with us about Goose and about his experience seeing that Goose show. And so I said, yeah, just come by and give us your highlights of what you thought were the best parts of that Goose show. And he agreed, which is nice. His name is Scott. And so let's bring him out here. Everybody, it's Scott the Chomper. I'm saying if, if you when you if you push it to the left right there, yeah, you see how that's gonna work like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, that's what I said to my wife. I said if you if you uh-huh. don't do it like that, then you're you're not even gonna know when you when to push it when the thing's gonna go on. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So anyway, that's when uh, okay. I, my wife always says this to me. She always says that. Hey Scott, you know this, then you're Scott, Scott. gonna live in oh, there. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, what do you? What do you Scott, you can stop you talking to the intern. Again, I'm trying to sleep on my okay. side of the bed. And I'm keeping myself. Scott, no, and she says, well, you got to stay over and sleep on this side. Well, I'm stop like, ta- stop talking to Marco. Side, all right? I want to be on my side with the two pillows. Yeah, Scott, what? we we got you here, man. We're live yeah. here. So you want to wanna come sit down? Wow, look at this place. Huh? Look at this studio. I like this. What is this, a T-shirt? Is this, what is it? Oh, the Disco Biscuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that. I've seen them a few times. I don't know if that's really my thing so much, but I, I like this. This is like a Grateful Dead poster. I haven't seen this kind of thing. And I've been dead. I could talk about the dead all day. Yeah, I'm sure you could. You were at the Goose Show, same section as me, at the Greek Theater. Oh, yeah, the Greek Theater. Oh, my God. That's such a good... I have so many memories there. I'll tell you. You know, one time, I actually... You'll you, you never believe this. You know, I saw the string cheese incident there years ago uh, at the Greek, and it was the it was the first time I ever did DMT, and I'm over at yeah, the I'm show. Yeah, I'm sure And I'm, sure I'm having I'm sure this great time. And I remember losing my friend and, and after I took the hit, and then I spent... The whole second set, just running around, spending all this money on on beer, and uh, and I ended up getting in a car accident later that night, and I mean damage, big damage. I almost got arrested, but I, I didn't get arrested somehow. They, I can't believe it, but I ended up taking that car and then trading it in, right? And then you're not even gonna believe this. Then I'm, then I get a brand new lease. Of a of a two thousand and uh, I think it was a fourteen yeah, yeah. Honda Accord yeah. and this Scott, thing was this thing was Scott a beauty. It, it was a sport. Scott, bring it so back. I had those nice rims, right? Yeah. So I, Scott, um, let's kind of talk about that goose show. Goose, love it. I love goose. I think I love what they're doing. Oh yeah, I thought it was a really good goose show. Did you think it was a good goose show? Oh my god, that was that was a great goose show. I've seen goose only a handful of times, but that. Greek show was uh, maybe the the best goose show I've seen. It uh, they're really on fire now. I just they're they're great music, great songwriting. The guys are nice. I think they really they got they're honestly they're the hottest band right now. The the hottest thing ever you could possibly see. I mean them maybe King Gizzard. Yeah, I'm really these guys are on the forefront really of what's going on with music right now. And you know it's a funny story because I this one time I was listening to Goose right. Uh huh. And uh, and I, my wife, she's listening to it, and she's like, "What are you are you playing fish again?" And I said, "No, babe, it's goose. It's goose. You gotta hear these guys. These guys are great." She's like, "It sounds like fish to me." I was like, "Well, listen, you know, I know a lot of people say that, but you gotta listen. I mean, these guys really got some nice, some nice tunes, some good lyrics, and yeah, I think they're really gonna take off." Yeah, well, that that's great, Scott. Um, I do too. I do too. Now you. Uh, were behind me, and I know that because I could hear you um, the entire show. And you, were you with friends 
no, no, no. Yeah, well, there was like a couple that was behind us that you were talking to the entire time. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget their names, but I was, I was, I was chatting with them during the show. Really nice couple. Uh, I think they're a polyamorous. I got something about that. I didn't actually know too much about them. Uh, I forget their names, but they were nice couple. And, uh, yeah, we were just talking about all bunch of stuff. I mean, I definitely talking about some work and really nice couple. I, you know, I, I, I think if I remember correctly, I think they live in Glendale. Uh huh. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, uh, he, uh, he runs a diner. Well, that's interesting that you got any information about this couple because I didn't hear them talk one single time in the entire show. Oh, really? I know. Oh, yeah. No, they were they were talking, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe they did say a few words, but I never heard them. I never heard them talk. Uh, and if they did, they probably talked at a reasonable level. So I never really had to deal with them. You, on the other hand, I think you did about 90% at least of the talking and you were uh, very loud. So, well, yeah, I'm a loud talker. Yeah, I can sometimes be a little... A little much, I guess, it shows. But, you know, it's all in good fun. I mean, we're all having fun. We're at a concert, right? So we're all supposed to be having fun and making connections and, and, and having a good time. And that's what I'm doing, you know? When I get out of the house, I'm like, I'm like Barbara, I'm going out. And that's, you know, and we're I'm going to drink a view and I'm going to talk. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to maybe hit my DMT vape. And I'm just going to make sure that, you know, I'm having a good time. And I like to check and make sure the people around me, we're partying, you know? So we're going to hang out and we're going to talk and we're going to... You know, we're going to kick it to some music, and we're going to rock out. And that's and that's what I do, man. Copy that, man. That's what I saw you doing. I, it was just a little rough for me because I was trying to check out this band and listen to the music that was coming through the speakers. That's hard when people around you are talking, and, you know, it's hard to focus on the music sometimes. But I, I, I'm going to so many shows right now. Are you? Yeah, you're ruining other shows, too. Oh, I was going to, I'm going to so many. Yeah, I just, I love going to shows and meeting. I love meeting people. I love people who are also in this scene. That's something I really like to do. I really like to see other people and meet other people because, you know, it's such a great community of people. Yeah. No, you're definitely out there meeting people. I can tell you that much. You're definitely meeting people or they're meeting you, I think maybe is more appropriate. Well, Scott, I brought you here under the idea that you were going to give me and all of our listeners here uh, a few highlights of the show that we went to. And I was really interested to hear what you thought were some of the best parts uh, of the show. Absolutely. That's why I'm here. Wanted to share everybody. I got a, uh, actually brought a few clips that I recorded myself uh, that I thought were some of the best parts of the show. So I recorded them on my phone. I was going to play those clips of uh, a few of these highlights from that goose show. <laughs> Fire show. Oh, yeah. You got clips, huh? That's right. Yeah, let me bring one up here. Yeah, let's let's play some of the clips you have from your phone. All right, here's the first one. This is a jam from early in the first set. These boys got rocking real fast, real hard. And so here's a clip that I that I got, I caught, of their uh, early first set jam. I don't know what song this is, but check this out. Yeah, I can't use Twitter like that. I know. I don't even know how it works. I tried to use it, and... I struggled because the login kept saying that I was having issues. Going keys and just put it, uh, putting in the username and it said the username was fake. I was like, well, I, I haven't been on in forever, but I do go on sometimes on Twitter, and I'm just that's where I put my political beliefs. I, I don't go anywhere else online except Twitter. I got 13 followers, and I just post, uh, repost, and retweet. They call it. I just retweet 
that's what I do. And I have the hashtag resist. And I put it on there. And I, when I don't like things, I'll go on Twitter. And that's where I'll type stuff that I'm angry about. And that's where I go to just be angry. And I like Twitter like that because I think it's, I think it's a really nice place if you're trying to be unhappy. And that's where I like to go to air shit out. So how good was that jam, huh? Uh, I mean, I didn't really get a good understanding of what was happening with the music. I was a little distracting. Damn, it must have been because of the phone. The quality on that phone sometimes isn't that good. It was fire, though. Yeah, let me give you another one. No, I don't think that was the problem. Yeah, so let me give you another. This is, oh, man, this, this is how they end first set with just an insane jam. And so uh, I got a bunch of this recorded. Yeah, check this one out. This one's great. How good was that? That's top-notch goose jamming right there. Top-notch anybody jamming. That's super good stuff. Uh, yeah, again, man. Yeah, I was trying to listen to that goose jam. I do remember that jam exactly like that, actually. That's that's exactly how I remembered it. Yeah, and it's great, right? Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Well, uh, do you have any other highlights, Scott, of the show that you saw? Again, great show, but I've got to give it to the end of second set. These guys were fire at the end of second set. I'll give them that much. And while I think I missed a bunch of this stuff because I was a little preoccupied. Oh, yeah? With what? I'm not, I don't remember. I think we were just chatting about stuff, and uh, I don't really remember. But I, I remember I, I did get a, a clip here from the end of second set. This jam. Oh, this is the jam of the night right here. Yeah, there was a pretty sick jam in that second set. I, I forget what song it was. I don't know if it was like a... It's a hunger strike. Yeah, I got a piece of it right here. This is, I got it from my phone, right? I recorded it. Okay. Well, that's the thing. I love it, but I, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, that's, I can't eat. I have, I, about 10 years ago, out of nowhere, I have a milkshake. I start shitting my pants. 
Oh my god. It was, I, had, I mean, I didn't know why. I had a problem so bad. I didn't re realize at the time it was the milkshake. So I had like four or five other milkshakes. I really used a lot of milkshakes. And I had, and I had like five or six of these milkshakes. And I was shitting it every time. And it took me about six or seven times to realize how to down it. about as sick as you get when you eat cheese, I guess. Oh my god, have I told you I'm lactose intolerant? Have we even talked about this yet? No, Scott, and we're not going to now. But I do thank you for coming by the podcast. Maybe we'll have you back sometime. All right, well, we, I definitely got to tell you about it sometimes because it's a fucking nightmare. Oh, look, there's this guy. Oh, I like this guy. What's your name? Micro? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know why they call you that. Oh, Marco. All right, all right. You know, there's actually a fish. All right. You know See you later, already. Scott. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Marco's going to show you how to go. I got to go, guys. All right, everybody. That was Scott the Chomper. <laughs> Next up, we have two guys who have been on the podcast before. We've never had them together. They are two members of a 14th tier jam band named Tapioca Pudding Project. They've been around for a few years. And they haven't made any waves just yet, but we're holding out hope. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jay Dead and Charlie from Tapioca Pudding Project. What's going on, Jay? Hey, what's going on? Hey, everybody. Charlie? Hey, Bob and Dave. Hi. Wow, so you guys are still a band, huh? We're like the most fire band right now, dude. You don't even fucking know, dude. I don't know. You should tell me. I'm really excited to hear all your exciting updates about your band. You guys been playing a lot of gigs? Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking Red Rocks, dude. You played Red Rocks? Um, oh, we, we played the parking lot for uh for the Billy String show. Oh, you guys played in the parking lot at Red Rocks. Yeah, dude. People said it was like the sickest Red Rocks parking lot show they've ever freaking seen, dude. 
Yeah, a lot. In fact, like a bunch of people were saying it was like better than the Billy Strings show. Like, Billy Strings is trash now. Billy Strings is trash now? Yeah, dude. Fucking that ship has sailed, dude. Fucking this his star is like come and gone, dude. That's like it's over, dude. He's he's like total sellout or whatever. He's a sellout? Why how is he a sellout? Yeah, dude, fucking he's like getting like Grammys or whatever, dude. Maybe he should be getting jammies. Ever think about that? Uh, I remember the jammies. I don't I don't think that's around anymore. I don't I don't think that's a thing anymore. Yeah, dude, well fucking Grammys are trash, dude. Fucking jam. You remember jammies, dude? Those were that was really what it was about, dude. If you want a jammy, that's like like TPP, dude. We're gonna get so big that like they're gonna bring jammies back just to give us some more awards, dude. Yeah. I don't even know what the jammies are, but I'd like to win some awards. Well, I mean, there's there, there's always hope that the jammies will come back for you guys. How's the road been other than Red Rocks? Where you, you guys been? Where you guys been performing? Uh, yeah, dude. We did dicks. Parking lot? Yeah, yeah. Parking lot, dude. Yeah, it was sick. Um, did the gorge? Did the, the parking lot in the gorge? No, uh, it's a bar called The Gorge. It's in South Carolina. Pretty sick bar, though. People say it's, like, better than the real gorge. <laughs> people say people say it's better than the other gorge. Yeah, dude, gorge is trash now, dude. Yeah? Why, why is the gorge trash now? I don't know, dude. Just everybody's played there. Like, I don't know, like... Everyone knows it's just, like, the red-headed step-cousin or whatever of, like, Red Rocks. Like, the view's just not as good, dude, with, like, climate change or whatever. Like, yeah, people are just, like, trashing the view. They're just like, yeah, it's, like, not as sick as it used to be, dude. I've, I've never heard anyone ever say anything bad about the Gorge in my life. Yeah, dude, it's fucking trash now, dude. I thought it was pretty cool. No, he's talking about the, the Gorge, dude, not the bar. Oh, yeah, the bar was nice. I talked to some girls. Oh yeah, Charlie. Yeah, you're you're a rock star now. So that so you're probably talking to girls now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I got a couple num- numbers. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, one girl gave me four numbers, four phone numbers. No, uh, four of the numbers of her phone number. She said she wouldn't give me all of them. Oh, okay. Well, that's step in the right direction. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you guys are playing music. Uh, do you have any big plans coming up for the future? Yeah, we're gonna be double billing with fish, dude. You're you're doing a double bill with fish, like a taboos tab goose situation. Nah, dude, it's gonna be fucking fish, dude. Fish and tapioca. Goose is trash now, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, they were like sick during the pandemic, but now it's just like, dude, like. It's like, we get it or whatever, you know? I don't know. I think people are just actually starting to get it. Yeah, well, I got it, and I fucking... It was trash now, dude. I like goose! Oh, yeah, Charlie, you like them? Yeah! So you're doing a double bill with fish. Yeah, dude, we just locked it down backstage right now, dude. Oh, because you guys were just in the green room. Is there, like, a weird smell? You guys smelling something? Is there, like, a weird smell in the green room? Uh, no, dude, I don't... I don't think so. Did it smell weird to you, Charlie? Uh, no. Uh, it smelled pretty normal right now. I'm smelling normal things. Oh, okay, because, like, you guys got out here, and there's kind of, like, a weird stench. I don't know if there's, like, something going on in the green room. Nah, dude, fucking, this fucking sick G13 vape I've been hitting, dude. Oh, hell yeah, dude, G13. Love that. That's old school right there. Yeah, dude, that's back when, like, weed was weed, dude. Weed's fucking trash now, dude. All this, like, medical shit. 
government fucking weed or whatever, dude. Fucking regulations, dude. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I'm fucking old school, dude. I'm like G13. Hell yeah, dude. Northern Lights. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Purple Haze, dude. White Widow, dude. Nice, man. Old school strains. AK-47, dude. You're talking my language right now, Jay. Yeah, dude. Fucking weed's trash now, dude. Okay, well, so you guys uh, just spoke backstage, you're saying, in the green room with Trey and Paige, and you guys just locked in fish for a double bill tour? Tapioca fish, dude, 2023. We just locked it down. We're going to do like a 12-city run. It's going to be fucking like a, like a spring-summer kind of thing, dude. It's fucking tapioca, dude. Like, watch out. Like, we're coming. I guess so. I can't believe my ears right now that fish has agreed to perform with you. I mean, Trey performing with Goose is one thing. They've, they've been on stage together. Goose is, you know, a, a pretty big up-and-coming band. I, I don't know anyone that, that knows who you are, so I, I find that weird that they're signing off on, on that double bill. Yeah, well, don't be surprised, dude. Fucking tapioca's on the rise, dude. Oh, that rhymed! Yeah, I think I just, like, wrote a new song right there, dude. Uh-huh. All right, well, that's that's great, man. I'm congratulations uh i can't i guess we're dave we're just gonna announce this right now right this is this is live so double bill 2023 fish and tapioca pudding project hey dude you heard it here first dude fucking it's gonna be the fucking tour of the century dude so don't even bother with that dead and company shit dude they're fucking played out fucking dead's trash now dude this is this is where it's at dude fucking fish tapioca it's like we're calling it the past the torch tour dude no, they're not going to agree to that. They, it was their idea. I was like, Trey was like, can we call it the Pass the Torch Tour? It's like, dude, you took it right out of my mouth, dude. So I was thinking so. That's just, man, great minds think alike, dude. Yeah. Wow. Okay, this is big news. Okay. Well, great. That's great for you. And I hear that you brought in a new track, that a new studio song that you wanted to play here on the podcast. Yeah, this is a new song that we wrote. And we just cut it in the studio, and we, it's not even released yet, but it's going to be coming out in a few weeks on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff, and, and so we wanted to play it here on the podcast, Bubba Dave. Damn, Charlie, yeah, I remember we didn't make it through the entire song last time you brought the song, and I, I had to stop it. I wasn't a big fan of it. I know I trashed it, um, but I did say, come back, and hey, bring us some new music. Let's check it out. Let's see you guys. So... Tell me about this new song. Um, well, I, I wrote it uh, with our songwriter. Yeah, dude, we're working with Tom Marshall right now, dude. You got Tom Marshall writing your songs? Well, Junior. Tom Marshall Jr.? Yeah, he's a guy I went to high school with. Oh, okay, to not related? No. Yeah, dude, fucking Tom Marshall's trash now, dude. Oh, but Tom Marshall Jr. is, is the guy right now, huh? So he's a songwriter for your Tapioca Pudding Project? Yeah, dude, every fucking jam band needs a songwriter, dude. Fucking everybody's got one, so we just, like, found, the, like, the sickest dude ever. Who else, whose name also happens to be Tom Marshall? Junior, dude. TMJ. TMJ, yeah. So, okay, so you uh, have a new track. What, what is the name of this track we're going to be playing? It's called Wearing My Dungarees. I'm sorry? Wearing My Dungarees. Wearing My Dungarees? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That sounds awful. Uh, I hope I like it. Is, is it a song about wearing your jeans or whatever? Yeah, I like them. That sounds like some pretty 
standard issue jam band shit. All right, you guys want to play this new track? Yeah, let's play the track. All right, everybody, this is the debut of a new tapioca pudding project song. It's called Wearing My Dungarees. All right, play that song.
Okay, and that was Wearing My Dungarees by Tapioca Pudding Project. Two of the five members are here today. All right, I'll be totally honest. The lyrics to that song are total garbage. I found the topic of the song and the lyrics to be disturbingly simple and stupid. It felt like literally anyone could have written that song. Uh, However, the jam was actually kind of sick, and I kind of liked that solo at the end. So, I don't know, when it was all said and done, the song itself was hot garbage, but the jam was pretty sick. Honestly, dude, that's kind of like a compliment. That's a compliment? Yeah, most jam bands today, like, their songs actually suck. Oh, they do? Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, if they didn't jam the songs, all those songs would fucking suck. They'd be fucking trash, dude. So, like, telling us that, like, the lyrics suck and the song sucks, but, like, the jam was fire? Like, honestly, that's about as good as it gets for jam bands. Huh. Yeah. I guess you, guess you kind of have a point there. Yeah, I mean, most jam band songs, like, are about really stupid stuff that really have, like, no soul or backbone. It just sounds like a bunch of virgins coming up with lyrics that they, like, thought were goofy. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, like, kind of, like, it's kind of like the most fire jam band song ever. I would not go that far. I'm not going to give you that, but you got a little bit of a point. Uh, This song ended up having some redeeming factors, which I guess a lot of jam band songs could maybe fit under that. Either way, I'll say this. Overall, Charlie, oh, yeah, this was an improvement. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely an improvement from the last one. We made it through the whole song, so that's got to say something. Yeah, dude, your fucking opinion's trash anyway, dude. It's a, oh, my opinion's trash? Yeah, dude, you had, like, two good opinions, like, once, but, like, ever since then, it's been, like, total trash. You're saying I've had two good opinions my whole life? Yeah, dude. So I guess it doesn't really matter what I think about Tapioca Pudding Project, right? You guys are going on the road next year with freaking fish, so who am I to fucking criticize? Well, speaking of fish, I'm actually going to be bringing out those guys, so we're going to have to wrap this up. But um, you guys are going to be... Hitting the road with fish. Dates forthcoming, I'm assuming. You guys doing a New Year's Eve anywhere? Yeah, dude, we're actually doing SPAC for New Year's, dude. You're doing SPAC for New Year's? That sounds cold. No, not uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center in Saratoga Springs. Oh, not the big SPAC. Are you doing the SPAC parking lot? It's actually the San Padre Arts Community College Auditorium. The San Padre Arts College other... Okay, SPAC, got it. You're performing at a community college... We're going to be doing three sets. Special guest. Oh, that's cool. My cousin. Dude, you're not supposed to tell him the special guest. Oh, the special guest is Charlie's cousin? He plays the xylophone. Yeah, dude. It's going to be like the hottest New Year's Eve show. Everyone's pretty much saying it's going to be like better than fish, better than biscuits, like better than string cheese. Like everyone, this is like seeing biscuits in 99, dude. Tapioca pudding project 2022 is, is like comparable, you would say. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking biscuits are trash now. And 99, dude. Listen to listen to us and tell us it's not better than 99. Well, I did, and it's not. But um, I do appreciate you guys coming by the studio. Please come back uh, maybe before or after you guys do hit the road with fish. I can't wait to hear all about that. So, guys, everybody give it up for J-Dead and Charlie of Tapioca Pudding Project. Bye. All right, lastly, we're going to bring out a couple of uh, familiar friends to the show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, from the band Fish, it's Trey Anastasio and Paige McConnell. Trey, Paige, come sit down. Let's chat. Guys, I have to say, first and foremost, I just heard the news. Yeah, the news. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm following. Uh, yeah, the news. I just heard from Tapioca Pudding Project about you guys doing a double bill. You guys are hitting the road next year. Fish and Tapioca Pudding Project. Uh, I'm not, uh, it's like a joke or something. Like, yeah, I've never heard of that band. What? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one above the day. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, jeepers. Um, Okay, so you guys were just backstage, right? In the green room, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's where you go, right? I think I was, yeah. Oh, let me check. Yeah, I sure was. Okay, well, there was uh, two guys who I just talked to from the band Tapioca Pudding Project, Jay and Charlie, and they were just out here, and they were saying that you guys just agreed to go on the road with them for a double bill tour billed as the Pass the Torch tour. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Those guys down at the green room. Yeah, it's a funny story, actually. Because um, I was kind of looking at Paige, and I was like, who are these guys, you know? Should we know who they are? And I was like, oh, geez. I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know who they were. I was like, who is this, Paige? Yeah, so I was looking at him, and, uh, yeah, I was waiting for them maybe to introduce themselves. or But they didn't, uh, yeah, they were just kind of sitting in their chairs, uh, and they didn't say a word to either of us the entire time back there. So they didn't say even a word to you guys the entire time you guys were sitting back there waiting to come out here? Yeah, no. No, they didn't. Yeah, actually, both of those guys were just staring directly at us the entire time. And uh, it's kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> uh, one of the guys, yeah, soiled him himself. Yeah. What? Yeah, he, uh, he, he, the, he started urinating uh, through, and it was soaking through his pants and, and dripping down his seat. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. He soiled himself? Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad. I, I, he was just looking at me, and he, did, he just pissed himself. And he didn't say anything? Did he Did he just keep staring? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even blink. He just he just stared. And uh, and then when, when they called him to, to come out, yeah, he just he just got up. And it was a huge puddle of pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. I was like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Smells like pee. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Yeesh. Oh my God, that's what the smell was. It did smell funky when they got out. Oh, that was that was a pee smell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Oh, okay. You're not going on the road with the Pass the Torch tour? Yeah, no. Yeah, we never do like a double bill like that. <laughs> we, really, we don't really need to do that. We're fish. That's true. You are fish. I don't know why I, I second-guessed that. Paige, last time you were here, you killed a man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Paige, what are you doing? <laughs> yep, jeepers. Did do that. It's uh, It was our intro guy named Steve. Long story short, he opened a portal to the fictional land of Gamehenge, which, Trey, you wrote back in college. And uh, But he's dead now. Paige killed him. <laughs> Page idiot. <laughs> oh, can you believe it? It's yeah, it's okay. We actually thought he was already dead. 
But uh, again, yeah, he opened up a portal to Game Henge, which is in our janitor's closet. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I'd keep it locked. <laughs> it's probably pretty wild in there. Yeah, yep. It, we're already kind of experiencing that a little bit. So you guys are having a good year, though, right? Oh, yeah. This is a great year. You guys performed at Dick's, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's, what's that song? Oh, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my cell phone. Hold on. It's, uh, it's Sue. I gotta, I gotta take this. Hey, Sue. Oh, God. Uh, she didn't, uh, Sadie. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, no, you could, I would just put her in the room, yeah. Okay. All right, baby. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get home. I'll, I'll fix it. No, I'll just leave her for me. I'll clean it. Uh, okay. All right, love you, babe. You good? You good? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our dude, our puppy Sadie's just been driving, driving so crazy. So, <laughs> always messing stuff up. It's, a, it's a funny story, actually. It's a, yeah. She's, uh, she's crazy. She's a crazy little dog. Oh yeah, I know how it is, man. Oh jeez. Yes, you guys are play. You guys play Dicks, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dicks is great. Yeah, we played Thunderhead at Dick's. <laughs> oh, Paige, somebody stop me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we thought it'd be funny to play Thunderhead at uh, a place called Dick's. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, yeah. like Head and, and Dick's. Yeah, 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 Thunderhead. Yeah, we're always thinking like that. Yeah, you guys always are. I the, the more I read up on like Reddit and stuff and I see these fans piecing together all of the, the ways that you use song titles and lyrics to drop references is so cool. I, I, you know, you guys are doing it more than ever, it feels like. You really are playing off of things that are happening in the moment and responding to stuff and, and dropping little hints with your lyrics and song choices. It's really, really cool shit. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah, sometimes we'll think of an idea and I'll be like, oh boy, I don't know. And then we'll Trey will be like, we'll do it. And I'll say, oh, cheers. You guys are, so you guys are doing Madison Square Garden again for New Year's, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's actually going to be our 69th uh, time performing at Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve. No way. 69 times? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> No, that is, that's awesome. I don't even know. Maybe I felt like it would even be, it's even been more than that by this point. I mean, you guys have been playing there my whole life, so it feels like, so I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, it's our 69th show, so we're going to do something really special. Something really special for your 69th, huh? Well, whatever you guys think of, I'm sure it'll be a great gag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. So, um, oh, yeah, we got another comment, it looks like. Oh, yeah, hold on, sorry. Hey, babe. Oh, no. Uh, did you find Brian and Robert? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, they're so scared. Okay, yeah, put them up in my office, babe. Okay. Yeah, I'll be home soon. All right, bye. Oh, uh, Sadie again? Uh, yeah, she's just messing with the cats. Oh, the cats. Your, your cats, Brian and Robert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just... They're so upset about the new dog situation. They're sleeping up in my office mostly. Oh, man. That's that's a bummer. Yeah, it's okay. You know, so one of the big things that uh, has been talked about so much lately is that this is the 25th anniversary of Fall 97, which for a lot of people, me included, was our introduction to Fish, but 
for even more people, it is just considered peak fish. Uh, you know, whether you're talking 97, 98, really any time between 94 and 98 is often just that whole period is was probably the, the period of time in your history as a band where you acquired the most amount of fans. I think that might be, I don't know if that's a bold claim, but I feel like that's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paige, for you, Fall 97, what, what is that? What does that make you think of? Oh, jeez. Oh, that cow funk. Oh, jeez. I said it. Uh, but, yeah, we are having a good time on stage. And, oh, uh, you know, that's really when a lot of people were coming out to see us. And we were really kind of just feeling good about our our level at that point that we were playing arenas. It took us a few years, but I felt like by 97, we really had a good grip on playing those size arenas. And that was really a big deal. So, Fall 97, it's a special time, of course, to think about. But I really do think Fish is better now, if I may say so. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know if I should, but I do think we're probably better now than we've ever been. So Fall 97 is great, but 2022 Fish, I'll take that any day. But there's definitely something special in the air in Fall 97. There really was, yeah. There, you could feel that this was a band that was feeling really good about stuff and pushing the envelope. You just didn't have bands really at that scale jamming and putting it on the line like you guys put it on the line starting around that time and going forward and still doing to till this day. Trey, what do you think about when you think about Fall 97? Oh, God. <laughs> That's really such a great question. Um, wow. Yeah? Yeah, no, it's really, really, really good question. Oh, yeah. Wow, gosh. <laughs> That's a really funny story. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Fall 97 is, um, yeah, it's a little hazy, hazy for me, actually, yeah. Was, you know, I don't really remember too much about 97. Oh, 97's kind of blurry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember I really was having a good time. I was having a good time, but, uh, yeah, details, a little blurry. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, jeans. Oh, yeah, hold on, get that. Hey, babe, how you doing? Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, I can do that. You want? Yeah, we can get a coffee here. Yeah, all right, that sounds so good. Yeah, I'll meet you there in a little bit. All right, love you, babe. All right. Are you meeting Sue for some coffee in a little bit? Uh, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, that was, uh, no, that was fish. That was what? That was... That was fishing. Yeah, that was that was John. That was Bob Bob Weaver. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You guys are pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, fish. All right, guys. So, I guess uh, we're not going to be getting a tapioca pudding project and fish double bill next year. Uh, any big plans? Like a festival, maybe next year? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nothing big planned right now. Um, just been doing a lot of touring with Tab, so we're going to do New Year's and then maybe do an album, but I'll honestly, I'll probably just be training, <laughs> probably just be trying to train this dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you probably should do that, it sounds like. We really need a trainer, so I'll probably be doing that for a few months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's something to, to focus on and take a break. You don't need to work all the time, Trey. 
Oh, he's always working. That guy, yeah, he's always working. Oh, crack the whip. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, be like more, be like Paige here, you know? You guys are already legendary rock stars, you know? You got, you got nothing to prove to us. So if you need to take a few months and do what you got to do, Trey, to train your dog or you know, do anything like that, that's, that's totally normal and fine. And healthy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just tough. It's just tough because... Uh, I drink about 17 cups of coffee a day, so yeah, I'm pretty wired. <laughs> yeah, so I should probably maybe calm that. So I usually get a lot done. No, yeah, we're we are getting a lot done. We see that. We see that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe roll back the coffee. Yeah, I don't know. All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure having both of you here. Thank you so much for coming by the studio. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve at Madison Square Garden. Your 69th. Madison Square Garden show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Bubba Dave. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Of course, guys. Yeah, everybody give it up for the legends. Trey Anastasio, Paige McConnell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and that will do it for episode 27 of the Lot Scene podcast. I want to thank Scott the Chomper for coming on by. Also, Jay Dead and Charlie of Tapioca Pudding Project. And of course, Trey Anastasio and Paige McConnell from Fish for coming by and talking with us. Next week on the podcast, I am going to be talking about two of the most important Disco Biscuit shows in their history. They are the two silo shows in Reading, Pennsylvania, 1227-2000 and 1228-2000. Back-to-back nights of two shows that I that I was fortunate enough to be at. And looking back, I see how important these shows truly are to not only us as fans, but I believe are recognized as very important shows by the band based on some of the things I've seen. I'm really going to talk in depth about the importance, I believe, of these two shows in the Disco Biscuit catalog. After that, we are getting a visit from a lot seen favorite. It is Ice Cold Larry, and he is coming by to give us an update on what's going on with him. After that, we're getting another Disco Biscuit song performed by our new house band, Cobalt. And finally, we are going to talk to Dogs in a Pile an up-and-coming jam band that is getting a lot of attention. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I've been Above the Dave, and this has been The Lot 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 L